those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show, and here we are on 100.5 FM Cop Radio, broadcasting live from the downtown side in Vancouver. What a beautiful and sunny day. Now, everybody, I want you to raise your hands because we're about to talk filmmaking and film production with Chelsea Goodman. How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm doing great. How about you? Life is amazing. We're enjoying our time here in Vancouver. And let's just get into the conversation. Let's just do it. A cat down the street has told me that you have won an award. What's going on there? Yeah, so um, my web series pilot, Epic Quest, uh, recently won uh, Best Web Series at the Central States Indie Fan Film Festival in Rock Island, Illinois. Congratulations on that. That's quite an achievement right there. And it's so good to see you again after uh, this long time because we met originally at the Vancouver Web Fest. And I remember you telling me about Epic Quest, you know, and, and, and you making that happen. And now we're here talking about it and we're here celebrating you winning the award it's quite special right there so congratulations oh thank you yeah it, it's amazing it's mind-boggling it's like we met when it was just like finished and now it's like booming in the in the film festival scene so it's it's great it's part of the game you know i feel like life rewards uh, the brave Life really rewards the brave and the hard work and the passion. Uh, there's so much into it, and uh, I'm really happy to have you around here just to chat about film and filmmaking. Yeah. And let me ask you, you know, for the people out there who don't know you yet, Yeah. Who are you? Who am I? Well, I'm, I'm Chelsea. I am a uh, filmmaker and film technician. So by day, I am a set decorator and props person. And at night, I'm a writer, director, and producer. Amazing. That, there goes the answer right there. Now, Chelsea, you have been part of the film community. You basically grew up here in Vancouver. That's correct. You've yeah. been part of the film community. What's your take on the evolution of the film community here in Vancouver in the past five years? Oh, my God. So... Um, when I first started in film back in 2011, uh, that was during the Save BC film. Pretty much our Canadian dollar was high. Uh, the film productions were leaving Vancouver. The film industry was in the toilet. People were panicking. <laughs> and here I was in my first year of um, film school, university. And I remember just standing there at one of the rallies. And I was just uh, the BC, uh, Save BC film rally. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But, but you know, fast forward to five, uh, five years, um, you know, it's, it's exploded. We are truly Hollywood North. Big, successful films like Deadpool have come here, and we are just recognized around the world, and we're respected, and we're loved. Isn't that beautiful? And what's more beautiful is that there is such a strong independent film community here in Vancouver. Oh, and, my God, yes. You know, that's 
what this is all about, you know. Yeah. Here on the show, it's a pleasure to have you guys come in from the industry and just share your thoughts, your passion. And I want to ask you, how did it all start for you to step into the world of filmmaking? Oh, wow. Um, so I, before I did film, I did graphic designing. And I was at Langara College uh, getting my diploma in graphic designing. And one of the courses I took, uh, we had to make a, uh, a short commercial about the environment. And so with this commercial, I had the opportunity to write my script, uh, direct, act, uh, and edit the whole thing. And when I finished that course, I was like, that was so much fun. I want to do more of that. And so, you know, I uh, transitioned over to film and here I am. You've had that spark and, and that spark has led you, you know. It's almost like that dream, that hunger pulls you in, you know. Yeah. And on the back, you've got fear, the fear of, of, of not pursuing your dreams that pushes you forward. And here you are now uh, going around in film festivals. I want to ask you, what's the, what's the plan with film festivals? Where are you headed now? Oh, wow. So um, my next stop on for the film festivals is the New Hope Film Festival in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Um, so this festival is very huge in this small little town. And of course, they've recently except uh you know um have been accepting web series web series pilots uh i've i've been uh nom i've been selected i don't know what my nominations are yet but i definitely want to go to new hope this little like american town and then um after that um i uh, epic quest has also been uh selected and nominated in the sicily web festival in wow sicily, Italy. you're gonna go to sicily probably Palermo, you know, one of the best cities in all Italy. Yeah. One of my favorite cities overall. And, and that's such a great opportunity to be able to travel, you know, with your own films. It feels like, feels like it's a completely uh, new uh, approach, you know, to storytelling because you're traveling with the film and you're there. Yeah. to support your film, to stand up with your film and really engage with the audience of the genre because you're also specifically focused on the genre of fantasy. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Amazing. So what about yeah. Epic Quest? Tell us a bit about the adventure in Epic Quest. Okay, yeah. So um, Epic Quest is a uh, comedic fantasy video game-themed web series. Uh, it's about uh, a woman named Alice. Um, her and her sister work at this tavern and one day the king's men comes in and kidnaps her sister and Alice is then forced to go on an adventure to save her sister. Along the way, Alice meets uh, quirky characters like Severin the Magnificent Mage, Rolf the Thief, Beth the Barbarian, and it's it's a very like you know Final Fantasy, uh, you know like RPG, um, you know sort of storyline. Wow, that sounds like a, a hell of an adventure right there. And yeah. it is a hell of an adventure for you to travel around and enjoy uh, engaging with the audience and bringing oh uh, God, yes. Epic Quest all over the place. Any adventure? Anything you want to share? Any specific moments? Oh, man. Um, so um, recently at the Central State uh, Indie Fan Film Fest, um, the, actually the morning before Epic Quest was uh, aired there, I was on a women's panel with uh, seven other, other women filmmakers. And we we all told about our stories and I got an opportunity to not only tell them about myself and Epic Quest but about why what drives me to make Epic Quest because Epic Quest is a female lead focused web series wonderful love the sound of that I love the sound of that wow yeah. so what what uh, is the plan now for Epic Quest what do you want Epic Quest to become uh, oh wow! I want it to become everything. No. Um, so yeah, no. I'm I'm continuing. Obviously, I'm continuing on my um, film festival journey. But also, I want to um, p 
pitch at Bequest to uh, streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, because I want it to uh, become a original um, streaming, um, you know, content show. And you know, I, I love web series. I love the format of it. But I see Epic Quest as something larger. I see it as a full fleshed out, fleshed out show, and I see it going that direction. Epic Quest is the next Game of Thrones. Let's put the note down. Let's pin the thought on the wall right there. And as we think about that and see that happen, visualize it, we're going to take a quick 90 seconds break and we're going to take you deeper into the world of uh, Skyrim. And today uh, we have the soundtrack of Skyrim here broadcasting from 100.5 FM Cop Radio. This is Awake from Jeremy Soul. Everybody enjoy. Catch you in a second. And that was the soundtrack of Skyrim, the video game. What a beauty right there. Chelsea, let me ask you, where did that take you? That took me to beautiful, uh, sunny fields that you can frolic through with your friends and not have a care in the world. <laughs> That's a great answer right there. I wonder always, you know, the, the world that Skyrim, you know, and Bethesda managed to build. And, you know, the graphics were they, what they were, but the music... The music compensated for that and filled in for every single pixel that was not there. Definitely. Incredible. Yeah. I wonder, you know, the genre of fantasy is also very much present in video games. So I'm wondering if video games have created a, a, and have, have influenced you in some way throughout your life. Oh my god, I, I've been playing video games since, since I was born, and video games have um, taught me how to concentrate, problem solve, think outside of the box, be creative, but it's also been like relaxing and enjoyable, and it's an interactive medium, and video t games take you to all kinds of worlds with all kinds of characters doing all sorts of things, and it's just, it's something I enjoy now and will enjoy for the rest of my life now the power of video games is i really believe that interaction right the possibility to choose to, where to take a step or even just to choose what to do uh, in terms of storyline you know and storytelling and so i want to ask you do you believe we ev we will ever get to that point where we will be merging the interaction of video games with the articulation of cinema 
Oh, definitely. I, I think we're already there. Um, a great example is a video game called Heavy Rain that came out on the PS3, and that was a, a cinematic masterpiece with uh, with interaction. It's not the most interactive video game out there, but, you know, it was just like I felt like I lived in the shoes of all four of the main characters and it was just it's one of my most favorite games I gotta tell you I remember playing that game and that was a hell of an adventure you know it being was. there feeling the moment I remember standing up on my feet you know like oh you know like oh this, this. and then you standing up you know to just think and, 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 and really try and live the experience it's a game that invites you in and I feel like good storytelling does that you know yeah. uh, it, it, filmmaking or video games you know and we have incredible examples of extremely um, effective video games even lately we can talk about the last of us have you had the chance to play the last of us i have not i'm sorry world um <laughs> you know just just being a filmmaker um my, my schedule's really tight but uh the last of us is definitely on my list um i can quickly tell you though uh what i'm playing right now is uh pokemon let's go pikachu mm. which is a remake of the original um uh red and blue Pokemon which I played when I was seven and now I'm playing it now and it's like a nostalgic ride but it's also very updated very smart uh, system incredible graphics and of course it's on the Switch which is an amazing console it's great to hear that because uh, the Pokemon world is really picking up and it's, it's it has a multi-generational audience right and oh, yeah. you look at the, the film even Detective Pikachu right yeah. wow the success of that film and bringing people into that world what's your take on that um, I absolutely loved Detective Pikachu and it has truly done so well but it also has broken the video game uh, film curse because as you know many as, as we know um, a lot of video game movies just don't do well or they just flop or they just don't get the point across and Detective Pikachu went in there with a great story great cast of characters and a, and a plan to you know have this film be enjoyed by both hardcore Pokemon fans and those who are new to Pokemon Mm -hmm. That's a, a big hug to, to all the people out there, right? It's almost a hug that invites a new audience. And yeah. so that's an investment on every level, right? Because yeah. you can take people deeper into the world, but also invite new people and new audiences that maybe have never heard of, of Pokemon before or, or simply just have not been involved, you know? So many games out there about Pokemon. Uh, <coughs> is that the way you think content uh, rises, you know, creating different pieces of content that tackle the same audience from different ways or do you believe more in, in, in targeted content? Oh no, I, I believe that something you make rather be a film video game tv show app should be for everyone of course your target audience is your main focus but you want to include the other audiences as well because you want to include everyone of course inclusive and storytelling is inclusive <coughs> art you know when when it's not inclusive then something is wrong you know it feels like uh, you're just putting barriers but storytelling is an, the atomic bomb of love you know bringing people inside you know being inclusive you know yeah. and i think we're really going uh, we're, we're really facing a beautiful moment in in the history of humanity you know because we are stepping to a place where we are accepting diversity like never before oh yeah and i'm so happy to look at that and and really be proud of where we're going even if there seems to be a lot out there that goes yeah. and creates friction around content creation because distribution is so complicated right now. Oh, it is. And it's it, it distribution has definitely gotten easier over the years thanks to the internet, streaming, uh, crowdfunding, independence. But it is still a big hurdle. Talking about crowdfunding, 
you have uh, done crowdfunding for in 2015. That's correct. How was your experience with that? Oh, incredible. Um, so um, we used Kickstarter to raise money for Epic Quest. And I've actually used Kickstarter before for my last film, uh, The Curse of Maggie Boom. And Kickstarter is an amazing platform. And I already was able to get in touch with audiences and get that um, crowdfund campaign off the ground because I was familiar with how Kickstarter works. But I also had like a Kickstarter audience. And it was so easy um, for my producer Jeff and I to make our, our pitch video and just tell the audiences like face to face who we are, what we're making and what we need. And also like coming up with all the different awards and perks and stuff. So um, this is awesome that you mentioned this, you know, you had an audience already. And yeah. let me ask you, because it, this is this is quite a uh, quite a new thing, you know, crowdfunding and building the audience is something that every filmmaker should know about. Right. Oh, yeah. What was the process for you of creating that audience? Um, well, it, it came back to my very first um, Kickstarter campaign for uh, the Curse of Maggie Boone, and um, that was like that was like I researched um, Kickstarter, and um, I I did the best I can, and it was su such a success. And then once Epic Quest was coming along, I went back to my um, Maggie Boone Kickstarter uh, donors and I was like hey I'm making a new project check it out you know here are the prizes here's more stuff here's more of everything and they loved it that's great how did you keep track of the audience and the, the people who invested into your first kickstarting campaign well kickstarter is great it tracks everything for you kickstarter does all the work for you like you obviously have to you know make your pitch video uh write your synopsis all the information and you know make up all the awards and perks and stuff but kickstarter just tracks everything for you so you could actually keep uh, access to the emails of the funders oh yeah and i still um i still email them to this day like i'm just like hey you know uh, epic quest is going to be here or we have this coming out or you know this is what's going on and it's it's great that's genius you know because we need to create that audience you know and, yeah. and having an, e an email newsletter is such a great way to do it you know keeping track and keeping staying connected with your audience such a good point and and that's one of the great pros of having a, a, a campaign you know to oh, raise yeah. funds you can create an audience before the film is even made yeah it's incredible oh yeah such a good one right there and yeah. this is really making me think of an interview I had some time ago actually last year with Ben Dobbins and uh, he is the founder and creator uh, he, of uh, the Fantasy Network. And in the Fantasy Network, what happens is um, they basically uh, collaborate with the filmmaker and it's only fantasy content. Yeah. Um, it's a, basically a Netflix of fantasy. And they raise the funds from Kickstarters, you know, from campaigns. And so they, they raise the funds with the, from the campaign, you know, and then yeah. that is the, the, those are the resources that are basically needed to make the film and put it on the platform. It's a genius format. And, oh, yeah. Um, definitely great character, Ben. Shout out to Ben out there and uh, the great work that, that he's been doing. And it really feels like uh, uh, the genre of fantasy and even you and the content that you create Chelsea it seems to be a really good fit so um, definitely keep an eye on the Fantasy Network oh, yeah. I think the website is thefantasy.network yeah. uh, go check it out it's, it's definitely great work that uh, uh, Ben Dobbins is doing at the Zombie Orpheus now Chelsea you have now created your own production company is that right? that's correct yep so I have um, started my own production company it's called Waterflower Studios and um, I'm like, it's now a registered business. What's the story behind that name? Oh, I okay. Hear it. Oh, yeah. So, Waterflower Studios 
once upon a time was going to be my graphic design company. It was going to be my design boutique and everything. But of course, as I transitioned into film, um, I wanted to to keep that name because I always loved it. Um, Water Flower actually comes from the Pokemon anime series. So remember the episode of when Ash goes to um, Cerulean City and battles Misty? Uh, The name of that episode is The Water Flowers of Cerulean City. And I loved Water Flower. I was like, wow that's beautiful and I put studio at the end so um yeah no I've created this uh company uh so that I can further uh promote and create more more of Epic Quest but also um I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur I've always wanted my own company and uh this is the best place to start because uh you know I I run everything uh the company is literally done on my kitchen table <laughs> it's basically yeah. about keeping control of also of the content that you create right having the ability to have a, a core of gravity around which your content and your ideas and all the work rotates around it's it's yeah. it's amazing and i encourage all the filmmakers out there uh, for personal experience as well to create that company you know uh, there are tons of organizations out there that will help you to do that like oh, small yeah. business bc there's yeah. so many ways to do it right yeah. and that's such a good way to just get your name out there create an additional layer to your content creation is something that will really help you and support you so look into it small business bc i think it's a really good uh way to go about creating content and just creating a fortress right Uh, around uh, who you are and and creating a brand you know it's a whole fascinating journey as well like creating branding right yeah giving you as a as a designer can tell me uh when it comes down to branding what do you look at First thing, when you think about branding, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Branding is what it is communicating. So how you recognize that brand, what it stands for, how is it communicating, and what it offers. So uh, take like Funko Pop toys, for example. They're they're genius because they take these cute little toys and they um, franchise it out to movies, TV shows, video games, and then they take these characters that people already love and they make them into cute toys. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I really like the definition that you shared right there. It's um it's very um it's crucial really yeah. to understand the importance of branding and, and how that can support us as filmmakers because we as filmmakers we know we're we're also we have an image. Yes. Right? And it's important to keep an eye on that and be careful of that image because everything is a symbol, even the way we dress is a symbol, oh, right? Yeah. So what are you going to communicate to the audience or to your clients, right? Exactly. Very yeah. important. I love the sound of that and I think that that's taking us to the next quick break always with the soundtrack of Skyrim I love this soundtrack Chelsea you know like uh, you were telling me before that you used to study to the sound of this music and oh, yeah. um, this is my way to dream you know this is a Secunda by Jeremy Soul soundtrack of Skyrim everybody enjoy
That was Secunda by Jeremy Soul, the soundtrack of Skyrim. That's majestic beauty right there. This music is just something else, you know, and it's the, the soundtrack of a video game. And that's how quickly and rapidly video games are really catching up on the storytelling power of even cinema. And, and you know, it, it's incredible. Today with us here at Room Tone Radio Show, uh, we have Chelsea Goodman, director of Epic Quest. Uh, he already won an uh, award and it's uh, traveling around in festivals. And so it's a pleasure to have Chelsea here and catch up a bit, get to talk about what Epic Quest is and also where Epic Quest is going. So I want to ask you, before we get there, what was the idea? How did that come to birth? Oh, wow. So um, in the summer of 2014, uh, when I was going camping at that time, I was watching uh, a show called Portlandia, and I was also watching uh, Xena Warrior Princess. And I was getting this idea in my mind where I would have a show that would not only honor but also kind of like poke fun at uh, video game and fantasy culture through jokes and memes and stuff. So when that idea came together, I thought about Epic Quest being a choose-your-own-adventure web series. And in this world, long story short, um, it was a world, a modern world that went back to the medieval ages and Alice, our main character, would have to live in that. And at that time, I didn't really have any video game elements. But as I continued to write and, um, and research and everything, I got really inspired by a film called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, where it blends live action with video game uh, graphics. And, you know, as they say, write what you know, and I know video games and I know fantasy, and I just I took off from there. What a great story right there. I really resonate with this idea because being a, a huge fan of video games myself and, and of interaction and, and the articulation of cinema is something I haven't really uh, seen in video games. I've always been striving to find that medium to marry the articulation of cinema with the interaction of video games. I've yeah. seen Telltale games yeah. do amazing work Oh yeah, with the Walking Dead series or, yeah. or so much more. And I'm wondering what is the next level? What is the next level for interactive storytelling? Of course. Of Where course. do you see it going? Um, well, we definitely have the VR uh, route. Um, of course, uh, recently Netflix... Uh, I can't remember the name of the series, but they have the series on Netflix where you, the uh, viewer, uh, get to control the character's decision with your remote. Um, so I'm seeing like VR kind of like... Um, interactive world where you make the decisions and even I, I see a little bit of the matrix there where you will become fully immersed in this world um, you know where you either play yourself or you play as another character so that's uh that's extremely interesting that you mentioned this right now because uh, vr is definitely the future of of experience you yes. know vr is people it you is know? oh and, yeah and uh, i'm so excited to see where this is gonna go you know i've n i've no idea about ar as well you know there's this famous video of a whale just flying through a room and it oh, feels like yeah. you know this three-dimensional yeah. projection you know so we'll be able to turn a room into any world we want. Exactly. In how many years do you think? Oh, man. Um, I think it's really going to take off in the next uh, two to three years. Already? Um, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. I was thinking like five or ten or something like that. Yeah, um, maybe more. But I, I know, um, like especially with the E3 video game convention coming up soon, uh, all video game uh, companies and platforms are definitely going towards the VR experience and trying to make it as accessible and as, you know, as perfect as possible. Have you had any experience with VR? Just, just a little bit. Like I, you know, I've done, like I did the whole like 
riding the dragon VR at, uh, <laughs> P- at the PE last year, and I've done some like zombie VR games. I personally don't like VR; it makes me dizzy. Mm. But um, of course, it's you know the technology is still new, and it's something you know I need to get used to. So, should we get used to it or not? Well, you know, being an old school video gamer, <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly happy with the TV and the controller or a handheld device. Um, I think if you want VR to be successful, you got to make games that uh, work and function on the VR system. Just don't like make a, a shooter game and then just plop it onto VR. Like make it like make it a smart VR game. You have to adapt the the medium to the to the storytelling, you know, yeah. and you have to adapt the storytelling to the medium. Of course, yeah. uh, there is no no way just shifting a story from medium is going to make it more impactful whatsoever they really need it really deserves a design of its own you know i remember um having this incredible experience at the vancouver web fest um uh some time ago where we met basically they would let us walk this this bar you know oh yeah and they would slightly put it in an offset in the vr in the in the headset and so it would seem like you were you were walking uh you were walking straight but you were not yeah because your eyes were telling you a different thing yeah and so it's really interesting to me to explore how that uh that offset can change and really empower storytelling yeah how can we use that offset to empower our 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 messages you know or even just play with that offset you know i'm not right. sure if you've had experience with video games that that allow you to shoot things and and you know throw things and move them around and making you feel like you can do something you maybe could not do in real life right right and, and it all comes down to the story the character development and the the um how the video game functions so you want a video game that whenever you do or say something or you don't or do say something something will happen there's a meaning and a reason to do that certain action and uh, Skyrim's a, g- a great example because it's such a huge open world world um, and there's so many things you can do and it's up to you as the player of how you want to do it do you want to be a good guy do you want to be a ga- bad guy do you want to do the main quest do you want to do the side quest do you want to chase chickens around do you want to fight dragons it's up to you <laughs> and that's the, the again the power of that interactive medium because you can get the energy out there you can just throw your energy out there in the game and the consequences are just in the world of the game yeah and that's the success really of video games to yeah. be able to give you that interactive sandbox world yeah. where you can just throw it out there and, and the consequences are so limited because it's just a virtual world right yeah, exactly. what about getting lost in that virtual world um, I love it. Uh, in video games, I'm a wanderer. So um, most games that I play, I just I just wander everywhere. I, I, I'm not always on a specific path, and I like to talk to all the characters, you know, turn over every stone or rock, uh, you know, do all the side quests, you know, just see what's going on, explore my world sort of thing. Explore it, of course. Just yeah. get out there and test the game, you know, exactly. see where Bethesda, you know, and see where the, the, the production companies have put the limit and the boundary exactly. to the game. Exactly. And you will get to discover sometimes that the world is so huge and detailed, you know. You come out to, to, to across surprises like when you discover the underworld, you know. Yeah. And how can we take these surprises when you discover the underworld or you discover these Easter eggs? How can we take it to cinema? Do you have any ideas on how we can take that to cinema? Oh, man. Um, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would say, like... Um, 
a, a good example is mo- movies that are very observant. So, so movies that uh, you know are slower and takes its time. Ta- it's time to kind of show you wh- how the character is wandering through their world and how they're they're interacting with it. And you know, because because film is a passive medium, so you know we need the film to do that for us. That's a great point you made right there. It's a passive medium. I've been dreaming and dreaming and dreaming for years. How can I turn this passive experience into a an active experience right and I've been wondering you know maybe it's because of the audience yeah maybe it's because the audience is being passive maybe us by watching the film as an active audience we can hunt for 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 details we can hunt for that additional layer but is that ever gonna feel like a video game no I I don't think so. I don't. Th- I, I don't think. Thi- I don't so. think so. And you know, there's there's nothing wrong with films being a, a passive activity. Sometimes it's great just to sit there and, and watch this world, and then other times it's great to sit down and just be fully immersed in the world. And I like that separation. What's most interesting also is how to handle the narrative, because in films, you know, you have characters, and the characters live in the world. But when it comes to video games, there is also a relationship between the player and the main character that that's you're playing. Right. Yeah. And that's where it really becomes fascinating yeah. to see the, 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 the main characters of a game. No, why did you do that? I, didn't, I would have never done that. Or like, yeah, go do it, make it happen. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. You know, there is this beautiful interaction, you know, that there is between the player and the main character that it just takes it onto a whole completely different level. I get. I gotta say, we love video games, you oh, know. Oh yeah. But the power of cinema and that articulation is really what we're after. You yes. Know? What are your influences when it comes down to your cinematic universe? Oh man, um, I I'm old school. Um, I <laughs> um, thanks to the Rio Theater. Um, it's an independent theater here in Vancouver. I have had the chance to see uh, some classics, some art films, some uh, cult classics. Cult classics was a really big thing because with Epiquest, I wanted its humor to be very, like, you know, it's 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 got a bit of camp. It's got a bit of cheesiness, you know. It's, it's slapstick. And I was getting that from cult classic movies like Army of Darkness. Like, Army of Darkness was a huge inspiration for Epiquest. And um, so, yeah, no, I, I look to the old. I also look to the new. Um, one of the greatest, like, new films that I love is uh, Mad Max Fury Road, mm. where it's this huge, over-the-top film, but it, it's, it's all practical. It's all real. Completely different environment. So yeah. powerful. Oh, so absolutely. Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you see yourself in five years? Wow. Um, I see myself in five years with my production company uh, in an office, me in a corner office. Uh, <laughs> I see Epiquest uh, as a complete, um, either a complete web series or a complete uh, streaming, like original content uh, series, or maybe even cable. Um, I see, I pretty much see my projects and what I'm working on as complete, um, complete projects. I love it. We're going to pin that thought. We're going to take a screenshot of that and save it onto the desktop. And uh, we're just going to visualize it. You know, the yes. power of visualization really brings it together and yep. makes it happen. Yeah. So I, I give you really the best wishes on that. And um, we're going to take another quick break. And after the break, we will be having our one minute pitch here on Room Tone, the radio show. Uh, we basically just give the chance to our guests to pitch for one minute. And that's what's going to happen with Chelsea Goodman right after our break from uh, Room Tone, the radio show, 100.5 FM Cop Radio. Everybody enjoy the soundtrack of Skyrim. This is a chance meeting. Enjoy.
That was a chance meeting by Jeremy Soul. And what are, again, 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 I say it again, wonderful soundtrack of Skyrim, the video game. Here we are with Chelsea Goodman on 100.5 FM Cop Radio. I'm Ruggero, your host on Room Tone, the radio show talking movies because we love it. Chelsea. It's time to go for the one-minute pitch. How do you feel about that? I'm feeling really excited. So I'm going to hit that clock. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So I'm hitting that clock in three, two, one. All right. So I'm pitching today a feature film called The Island Next Door. It is a musical, rock musical film where uh, it's like American Idol. It's this contest that takes place on an island. And instead of this singing, this music contest just being about singing, it's about young individuals that uh, play instruments, sing and write their own music. And they are competing not only for a record label, Uh, or and and money, but they're also um, they are competing to uh, get one wish granted from this mystical item called a uh, a wish sphere that the person who runs the um, music competition has acquired, and that winner will get that wish for anything they want. So it's all about the uh, the musicians, their backstories, their music, and what they do. And there goes the one-minute pitch from Chelsea Goodman. That's a, that's a hell of a story right there. Um, when do you see this happen? Oh, man. Um, Island Next Door, is it's on the back burner, but it's definitely in the future. It is something I definitely want to do after Epic Quest is completed. Um, you know, I actually wrote the first 10 pages of The Island Next Door way before I uh, got into film. So it, it, it is like it exists, but it just definitely, you know, needs to be molded and such. Of course, and momentum is, is so important also when it comes down to these ideas, right? So yep. I wish you the best in your journey. And when you feel the momentum, that's the time to go. And for all exactly. filmmakers out there, same thing, you know, when you feel the momentum, you just got to go for it. Yeah. Follow your gut, you know. Oh, yeah. Your brain will pour so much water onto your heart and your thoughts. You just have to follow your heart that's warm enough and will tell you really the direction because that's the compass of your life, you know. Yeah. Follow the dream. Always, yeah. always, always. So yeah. it's really great to hear that from you, Chelsea. And, uh, you know, I look at the, at the future, you know, of content creation and distribution and where do you see content creation being rewarded uh, when it comes down to the merit of the director when can we value the director for who that person is rather than the connection it has right i i think that happens when a director uh creates something that uh whether it be a film or video game or anything that is not only Uh, loved by its fans, but it actually inspires and heals its its fans and its viewers and and so on. And they make something that is rememberable, loved, and and healing, and makes the world a better place. Making the world a better place. Mm, I love the sound of those words right there. I guess it really goes down to giving something to the world yeah. you know and giving something that's beautiful and positive yeah. it's so easy to get stuck at unhealthy storytelling you know oh, just for the sake of, of entertainment which is not bad you know yeah. uh, sometimes it's okay but taking it to the next level that's when content creators really become storytellers you know yeah. and it all started back then when we were around that fire you know that's education we used to sit down around the fire and, and, and share thoughts and educate each other through storytelling yeah. and this is the same thing that's why cinemas are so powerful and theaters are so powerful yeah. because we have that fire it's just of course 
not visible there everything would burn down otherwise but yeah. <laughs> it's there you know yeah. and that fire that magic is what keeps us alive as, as storytellers you know yeah. and filmmakers yeah that's incredible right there i think it's time to approach the proust questionnaire Ooh. you ready for that so oh, proust yeah. questionnaire proust wrote down 35 questions he thought that answering those would take us to the true identity of someone's being for time's per, uh, sake, we're just going to go through five randomly and just okay. uh, get to talk a little bit about life and not necessarily filmmaking. So we're just going to head dive. And let me ask you the first question of the Proust questionnaire is, yeah. what is your greatest fear? My greatest fear is failure. Oh, yeah. that's something many people can resonate as yeah. well. And I could resonate with that as well because yeah. uh, it's a big fear. I want to hear more from, from you about that. Uh, yeah, so failure in terms of failing other people, failing yourself, failing society, um, just just failing. Just, um, you know, you either um, do something and it doesn't work or you've let people down or, you know, something that you've created or made in front of you just, you know, fizzles and the failure. I wonder if that fear is something that comes from the reaction of the community around you or if it's something that is built within us since when we are born. It's something that we have within because of the way community works, right? I'm really yeah. wondering about that. Do you think it's more of a projection of the community onto us? I think it's more of a self thing because we're taught at a very young age that, you know, you, you go to preschool, you go to kindergarten, and you have to make friends with everyone. You have to make your teachers happy. You have to make your parents happy. You have to, you have to please people. You always have to please people, and you always have to succeed and make people happy. Mm. And sometimes you can't always do that. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean for sure. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's a great answer right there. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And that takes us to the second question of the Proust questionnaire, yeah. which is, which talent would you most like to have? Oh, singing. Ooh. Singing. What do you mean? You can't sing? Uh, sort of. I'm uh, Right now, it's just karaoke for me. Uh, I do sing a mean Bohemian Rhapsody, but I do want to learn how to sing, not only so that I can write the songs for um, my feature, The Island Next Door, but so that I can be part of that world because I love music and I love people who sing so powerfully and I just I want to be a part of that wow well expression you know we have a voice for a reason right yeah it, discover your your taste when it comes down to singing and you'll have it just let it out there you know under the shower or in the park or wherever yeah. just let it out you know yeah. because we have that voice and so we got to use it that's so great to hear I wish I knew earlier I would have given you the chance to sing on Ooh. here on some music or something like that but th th that's I great <laughs> I love it I love it that takes us to the third Question of the Proust questionnaire, where would you most like to live? Oh, man. You know, right now, I'm going to say New York City. And um, A, because I've, all, I've always loved New York City, and it's because of cinema that New York is this, like, huge, majestic sort of city. Uh, also, I'm going to be attending a film festival in um, New York in October, uh, so yeah, New, New York City or or um, or Los Angeles. Wow, I can resonate with New York. LA, it's a bit strange. It's a, it's there are lots of cars. I hate cars, but yeah. New York City is yeah. wonderful. You're gonna have a great time. What is the festival you're going to in October? Uh, so it's called the uh, Cutting Room, and uh, just a big shout out to Marjorie. Thank you again, Marjorie, for recommending this film festival to me. So this film festival invites everyone all over the world. It's a weekend in uh, New York City. Uh, in I believe it's called the Cutting Room Center or Theater. It takes place in I believe. 
leave lower Manhattan. I'm still figuring out my New York and such. But yeah, I'm really excited Amazing. for this Amazing. So people in New York can go and watch Epic Quest uh, at the Cannon Room Film Festival. Is That's that right? That's right. That's Amazing. right. Finally, wow. I get to share it with the New York audience. There you go. That's wonderful. You're going to have a great time there in October. I'm, I'm so happy about this. You deserve it. You know, it's yeah. so great to see really and look back and when you were talking to me about Epic Quest. And here you go. Now it's in New York. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. Wow, okay. Let's go. Take it into the video games environment, okay? All right. How would you like to die? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's a hell of a question This right is going to be a very un-video game answer, okay. but I would like to die in the bathtub. Oh! Just like Marilyn Monroe. Wow. Because um, it's just... It's such a beautiful but also awkward way to die because you're in the bathtub naked in the water and and you're dead that's very symbolic yeah very yeah. symbolic yeah. wow that's uh that's uh, I, i actually have never thought about the symbolism of that until you mentioned it right yeah. now that's very interesting wow that's an amazing answer right there i'll give you that probably the best answer to that question ever oh, really good you. stuff really good <laughs> stuff and that takes us to the last question of our proust questionnaire when and where were you happiest oh wow I'm going to say right now because things are finally falling into place in my life. Uh, my education in film and graphic designing has paid off. I'm now full-time in the film industry. Epic Quest is doing so successful in uh, the film festival uh, scene. I'm meeting so many new friends, filmmakers, people. It's like my life. I'm, I'm 30 years old. And I feel like my life is finally, like, fully blooming. It is finally coming to life. My, my dreams and my vision is finally there. This is beautiful, you know. Hearing this and, and these words of inspiration, you know, and, and it's just so powerful, you know. It's a message that, that reaches out to all filmmakers out there because it's important. It speaks to the, to the importance of trusting the timing of your life. Yeah. You know, everybody has a different timing. Everybody yeah. has a different pace throughout life. Yes. And just like they did that experiment, you know, with the, with the, with the, the there is this beautiful experiment where they hooked up balls with a, with a, with a thread yeah. to the ceiling and they just let them swing. And at the beginning, you will see these uh, balls just winging in order, you know, and creating a wave effect. Yeah. You know, the pendulum effect. Yes. And then they start to mess up, right? And all the balls are crossing each other and you can't tell what's going on. But if you watch long enough and if you trust, if you trust deep enough, they're going to fall back into order. And it yeah. feels like life is like that, you yes, know? Yes, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, even when there is complete chaos out there, you have yeah. to trust the universe because that chaos is undeciphered order. Yeah. And it's propelling you to, to, to step into that space where order will come into your life so that you can embrace it and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. So great that you're, you're here right now and, and, and sharing this and, and enjoying that moment, you yeah. know, of blooming, you know? It's, it's wonderful. I'm really happy to hear that. And I want to ask you, any advice for filmmakers out there? Oh, yes. Never give up. Never take no for an answer. Don't let anything or anyone stop you. You know, work hard, um, you know, network, communicate, stay positive, but never give up. You will achieve your goals, your dreams, you will get to your destination. It's not easy, but you will get there. 
Wonderful words from Chelsea Goodman here on Co-op Radio 100.5 FM, reminding us that it's not about the destination as much as it is about the journey. Yes. And so, uh, with a big, uh, uh, with a big hug to all the film community out there in the world. You know, keep telling stories, keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep dreaming. Yes. And uh, Ruggiero sends you a big hug from Roomtone, the radio show. I whew, send you out in the world. Enjoying the beautiful sun that we have here in Vancouver with the soundtrack of Skyrim. This is Far Horizons for the Far Horizons, the furthest reach of your dreams. This song is for all of you. Chelsea Goodman and I say goodbye and see you next Thursday at 11 a.m. on Cop Radio to talk more about films. Ciao, ciao.